what's up everybody welcome to the clive together podcast this is episode number 10 we are finally double digiting i am one of your hosts tonage and this is my co-host deception deception say hi what's up today we've got a lot of things to talk about like we have a we have probably about a like 10 11 12 the topic list is long today the topic list is pretty long today so we're gonna try to move through it this might be a long one so you might want to buckle up get ready to go but we also have our very first like special special guest where we're gonna like interview them and everything like we're gonna have a real like podcast guest today we have tamaga here today tamaga say hi hello everyone so tamaga tell us a little bit tell us a little bit about yourself like you know just like what you're known for. It was for. a rundown. Yeah. Who is Tamaga? Okay, okay so uh, obviously my name is Tamaga. Uh, 27. I live in Northern Ireland. Um, as the podcast goes along, you'll know that I'm pretty much uh, very interested in the CDL. Um, apart from that, I am a streamer and a gamer. But in the daytime, I am also design and technical author for an engineering company. It's lit. You love to see it. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I know one thing that we should do, Tone. What? Remember how, like, we talked about, uh, like, going over like, if we had a guess, going over, like, their history with the video games. I think we should do that. Hold on. Oh, yeah. So, Tamaga, basically just run run down, like, how you got into video games, like, what games you played, and, like, what led to, like, what you play now. Yeah, okay. Let me, let me do this a little bit more tonage-like, okay? Oh, God. Tamaga. I'm scared. Tell us how you got into gaming, and then tell us how you got into esports. Like how oh, the gaming cool. led you into esports, especially like the Call of Duty esports. It's more specifically, since you do like the CDL stats and everything. Yeah. So basically, no. I was like literally talking about this like ten minutes ago. Um, I basically it started off as like a young kid. Um, me and my uh, best friend at the time we always used to uh, go to each other's houses and sort of compete against each other um so like we used to play pac-man can get the furthest in pac-man and you know survive the longest and so on and so forth sort of progressed on to more of a 3d game with uh rayman um which was a game title back then which was very um which was at that point very or very sort of um popular sort of died off now because they've stopped releasing that type of game um it has been sort of revised for the Switch, but I don't really think it's as popular. Um, from then, I really just trans uh, transferred into Call of Duty. Um, I think the first Call of Duty was... Uh, God, World uh, at War was my first. Um, it was for a PC. World at War is a good then... one. Yeah, I think the, the first time that I had an Xbox, I was playing... Black Ops, the first game, and ever since Black Ops, I've just sort of been um, a multiplayer. Found out about the the professional scene, sort of been following it since then. Um, 
I'm following Optic, who is my team. Um, I am a, an avid supporter of that team. But uh, yeah, and then as I sort of grown up and, and uh, grew into the scene, I just started doing stats. Um, last year I did stats for the full season. Um, and yeah, that's, that, that's pretty much the rundown of my gaming, um, gaming life. Well, thank you so much for sharing. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, like, it's kind of, it's interesting to see where everybody comes from, especially because we all get to the, you know, like, the same game, essentially, of Call of Duty and, like, watching the CDL, but the way that we get here is all different. Like, I started on this little, like, VTech freaking kids console thing, right? And you started playing Pac-Man, like, with your friends competing. And Deception, remind me again how you started playing. First, uh, the first thing I had was a PS2. My parents got it for me for Christmas when I was like four. I didn't play it. Apparently, I don't remember this, but apparently I didn't play it for like a year and they thought it was a bad decision. But then I just started, I just picked it up one day and uh, I've been playing video games since then. What was the first game you played? Uh, It was a game. It was a game called the ATV Off-Road Fury 3. It was it was a fantastic game for the time, but like, they, I guess they just thought I would enjoy it, and yeah, I ended up enjoying it. So, and I started playing other games from there. Okay, okay. I actually downloaded a PS2 emulator a couple days ago, and I started playing that game again for the first time in probably like a decade. Damn. Okay. <laughs> pop off, deception. Pop off. Yeah. I mean, it's just I like to, I like to see you know where people come from. It's always it's always a different story yet we all get to the similar place of you know year we all got the cod around the same time too yeah crazy yeah like you're if i heard correctly um well that war yeah maga got in at world at war yeah world at war for the pc but Mm -hmm. at that point my pc couldn't run it so i sort of had to get an xbox and that's Mm -hmm. why I had to wait. I was one of those little impatient kids at Christmas that wanted to open up the present. I was a little impatient kid that wanted the Xbox. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because you and then you played um like that was like the, World of War was the first game that I played too. Um, the zombies on it. That's um mm-hmm. that's how I got my introduction to Call of Duty because my my stepsister and my stepdad would play it all the time. I'm like, oh, I want to play like because you know like I was like five and like you know we had just all moved in together. Um. And, like, him and my mom were, like, set to get married. I'm like, I kind of want to bond with these people if I'm going to be, like, living with them. <laughs> but you yeah. want to bond with your own mother? No, not with my mother. With my stepsister and my stepdad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they so, were trying to play zombies, so. Yeah, and then I had, like, the worst nightmare of my life. Like, I remember it to this day. I was day. about to say. I was about to say. Yeah, I had the worst. Yeah, I was five years old. I played zombies. Yeah. I had the worst nightmare of my life. I remember it to this day. I... Yeah, so my grandparents, they live in, like, a pretty big house. They live in, like, a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere in, like, upstate New York, so. Um, and it's they also raised seven kids there, so they needed it to be big, right? And they made, did, like, multiple additions and whatever since they bought it. But, so, like, their house was, like, the main area, and, like, all the windows and doors, the zombies would come in, right? But then my family started slowly turning into zombies, and I had to defeat all the zombies in order for them to come back to being human, like that was the goal good dream right and there. i had that I at five years that. old and i was petrified and i didn't play zombies again for like three years 
like it's, it's it's definitely not the sort of age a normal kid would get into that like it's it's definitely nightmare material yeah it was it was not good for me and then but now i'm i'm in a love zombies and i mean I, n- not playing zombies that allowed me to play multiplayer it's like my yeah, my talk about zombies with tamaga for a while oh yeah we got some we got, we got a lot of stuff to talk about but yeah, so like instead I would just sneak downstairs because then after that nightmare my parents would not like my mom would not let me play Call of Duty after that nightmare. That's I told fair. <laughs> right? So my stepbrother and I would sneak down on the weekends. We would sneak downstairs and we would play until they before they got up. So we would wake up super early and we would play like we would 1v1 or we would play multiplayer and split screen on Black Ops 2. Or is it Black Ops? Man, Black, Black Ops or Black Ops 2? Two, sheesh. Well, I think it was Black Ops. Maybe black ups too, man. Come on. But yeah, that's that's how that one went. I love black ups too, dude. I'm so glad we can play that on plutonium now. But yeah, I mean, as far as like as far as Tamaga goes, and like with CDL stats, like when he when he pulled up all those like all those when he, things yeah, when he channel, showed that like, sheet oh bro dude when he showed that sheet i was like oh my god so you're planning to do the same thing this season correct oh yeah but in a lot more detail <laughs> oh, god. Um, Ooh, and you get to start this weekend too so you better like you know get ready you know no, get your no, comfy no, gym not gym. starting this weekend you're not starting no, no, this no. weekend oh no no you're not gonna cover the kickoff oh it doesn't it doesn't matter that's fair. No, teams are going to take it easy. They're not going to play their full potential. Not going to be giving away strats, the rotation, stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't cover the kickoff weekends. Okay, so starting the next like thing you're going to start. Okay. Yeah, when the major happens in like three more weeks. Yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, I'm like, I'm ready to, you know, I, I, I if you are okay with it, um, I mean, I think it'd be great if like you could, uh, let us, uh, you know, use those after the majors on the podcast. If that's okay, you could be our stats guy. Stats guy. Yeah. Yeah. Official climb together stats guy. More insight. Sure, I don't mind. Let's go. Anyway. Well, every every major recap that we do, we can have our uh, we have a little stat section courtesy of Tamaga. <laughs> Hell yeah! After every major, we should have like a little stats. We could do like a little stats break and play like you know, like the little breaking news theme thing, like you know, you know what I'm saying. We have a lot of breaking news as of yesterday. Okay, so we actually do have like a lot of things to talk about. So let's I'm gonna try to like move us along a little bit. So first off, let's talk since we're talking about the CDL already. Let's talk about the CDL kickoff this weekend and like kind of like our predictions of like how it's gonna go. Um, as far as like Morgan teams, all, so he's probably so that's why I like figured this would be like good to talk about, you know, first off the that, the gate. So Tamaga, who's like your prediction to like come out this weekend, like on top? Um, well, this is the thing. Um, I don't know how much detail you want me to go into. Um, but sort as of as much as you want, man. As much as you want. Go into all the detail you want. For sure. That, that's, that you don't have to tell me twice. Um, <laughs> so basically, um, I've been looking at scrims and uh, the results to see what sort of 
sort of practice teams have been going into. Um, for example, we have um, Optic Texas, who has over 300 maps played in total since the uh, game has came out to this point. And then you have teams like Paris Legion, who has only 56. And Ultra, so, who like hadn't done a recorded scrim since like November. The only reason why Ultra hasn't done any scrims is because I think 80% of their team is still in the UK. Oh, mm. sorry, was still in the UK until last week. They're now back. Yeah, because I saw they started scrimming and I was like, wait, they're back? Yeah, so a lot of them were still at home and stuff like that. So, uh, let's go. So, number one is obviously going to be FaZe. Um, from the scrim info and from what I can see, um, they're going to be the team to beat this year. It's uh, As they no were challenge. last year. Not a surprise. Yeah. Not a surprise at all. In the number two, number three spot, we have Optic and Ultra. Again, these both of these teams were very much, um, you know, up there, the top four teams last year. Um, I mean, yeah, for sure, last year was was uh, very tight between is Optic, Ultra, and Empire. Yep. And funnily enough, my fourth spot, and I think a lot of people will actually take this as a surprise. Seattle Surge in fourth. Oh, I saw Seattle Surge put them that far up there too, and I can yes. kind of agree to be honest. They've been frying. Uh, Surge, Surge has actually had a lot of um, changing this year. They picked up Red and Sib from the Challengers. They have the young gun Mac Melts, who last year was okay. He did he did, good on, he did good on subliners. And accuracy. So from that team, I've been looking at the scrims and sort of look out there and they, they hold a fifty five percent up win rate. So I have them in fourth. Yeah, um, they've been doing a good job. And then fifth is Boston and Subliners. Yeah. That rounds up the, the, the top six. Yeah. I, I mean can see I that. can yeah. Well the thing is is like I think I'm excited to see what Boston Breach can do because one, they not only well they, they they have been and they have like a pretty solid roster too. The thing is, is like, I feel like Boston has the potential to take this like entrance into the league in a whole new level, right? Yep. Because, you know, when like 100 Thieves came in, right, with LA Thieves, they're like, okay, you know, they hyped it up and everything, but they really didn't deliver as much as we would like them to you know what i mean like they delivered in the roster change department well they yeah really i mean they changed roster Mania. like Happy. literally they had, roster mania was all year for them but like i i'm really excited for like boston breach to like fully like because they've been fully announced now like they're out i mean yep. i think it happened the day after the podcast last week it always it happens and all the time we do the wednesday we do time. wednesday we do the podcast thursday all this shit stuff happens and it's like what the that's why i i was thinking yesterday when uh all the activism stuff came out i was like thank god finally you know <laughs> you know finally but like their announcement was great <laughs> like I, they just posted a tweet like nine minutes ago with the breach character well the, with the breach agent from valorant with like two x's on its eyes in there you said you know there can only be one breach and it's just like you know they've got like already like a really good social media they presence. already have more of a social media presence than paris legion so they're doing a great so job. okay so as well. i'm gonna i'm gonna say something okay so boston breach has 31 tweets right and they've been what a week announced mm -hmm. 
Yeah, they've Paris been announced Legion. for a week, and they only had like three before they got announced. Paris Legion has two thousand tweets, right? But like in the past, yeah, I highly like, doubt a lot of those are about the brand. Ready? Though. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve since December, right? And then Boston so Breach. Boston in a week has beaten them in yeah. two months. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, that's what I figured. I really feel bad for the Paris players, to be honest. Like, I just, I feel like they're just the lame duck team of the league. Yeah. I mean, if, if you take it into consideration, I bought the word last year. And who they have picked up this year? You can tell the Paris Legion team is not a team that people want to be on. Yep. It's just not. I mean, if they got like Temp and John on their team, like John's literally one of the greatest sub players ever, but he hasn't really been on good teams lately, and he just hasn't been. He he, he has literally fell from a decent team, the worst team in the league, and Temp joined Paris Legion because he was basically he was basically a CDL reject. Nobody wanted him. Yeah, I don't think I think I Tim wanted don't like to be Tim. in the CDL but he didn't want to play Challengers. So he was like, hey Paris, let me come over there. Pretty much, probably. <clears throat> well, the thing is, is, I don't like Temp. I don't like his... Temp is weird, man. I just... Too much for me. Personally. He's too much. He needs to, like, take a chill pill and... Yeah, I, so, I don't know what's up with Temp, to be honest. What is your guy's sort of without looking at the start sheet, what what do you guys think is gonna happen with the kickoff classic? Like who do you think is gonna or who do you think is gonna be the front runner, who's gonna be the team that, that makes the upset and, and, and what team do you think will literally just fall at the fir- the first hurdle? Um I don't know. Let me look at the bracket. Let me pull up the bracket real quick, and then I'll. You want uh, me to go first? Cause I can tell you. Yeah, go first. I'll pull up the bracket, and I, cause I want to do like a little. Bit. If I had to look at, if I was gonna guess like a top three, I'd say grand finals probably be Phase and Optic, just cause Optic's put in the work. Uh. And Phase are obviously just really good. I'd probably say Surge or Ultra could be top three. I think Surge could beat them with the amount of practice that they've had, but. If I was looking uh, at like an upset team, I'd have to say maybe NYSL. Or maybe if if LA Thieves could get their stuff together, I think they'd be a fantastic team, but they've been struggling. I don't know if you want to go through it round by round. Would be... Oh, we could go through it round by round. Yeah. I'm down for that. That's what I want to do. Gonna... I want to make predictions. Okay, no, that's fine. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to pull up the freaking. Have it. It's on Discord. If you just open it up. Oh well, I found yeah, it eventually. I got it. Okay, so we're gonna start with Friday. We're gonna go right down the list. Okay, Seattle Surge, Royal Ravens. Who do you think we're gonna? Who's gonna come out on top? I think Surge personally. Uh yeah, Surge definitely. I'm gonna be risky. I'm going to say London. You're going to say London's going to come out of the first one? I'm going to say London. 
I okay. think oh, he's he's in the UK. So what did you expect? Sure. <laughs> oh, but I think the players <laughs> haven't been playing to their full potential. Hmm. That is true. The Seattle Surge have been playing to their full potential. Or have they unlocked their full potential? Um, let me think here. All right, so then next, Subliners versus the Boston Breach. Oh, God, that's a tough one. Personally, I'm going to go with my home state, New York, because, well, Crim and Clay, you know, they're they're two, like, they're, like, two veterans in this, right? And they're playing with yeah, some rookies, right? That's what I'm saying. I think experience might. They might come out on top, too. You know, I think experience might win out in that one. I mean, it could be Boston too, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Subliners just because you know I'm a New York girl all the way. I'm going Subliners too. I think I think with the the team that Subliners has, um, it's definitely they're bigger hitters than what uh, Boston has. Even though Boston's been doing good in scrims and stuff, mm-hmm. haven't faced Subliners, so there's no no data really. Yep. Yeah, they compete. Um. All right, and then next is uh, Los Angeles Thieves versus Paris Legion. Go LA Thieves on this Do we one. We have to answer this one. That's I don't know, but I'm gonna well. go with LA Thieves just because Legion <laughs> fucking sucks. Like they don't even want to care anymore. <laughs> but LA Legion, Thieves isn't really just awful, dude. Like I was ruined for Paris Legion, bro. Like je parle la français. <laughs> like you know, like. <laughs> It would have been my like. I love Paris. I love France. No, they just apparently so... they don't I... love the COD league. Don't think you need my answer for this one. Okay. It's pretty much just going to be thieves. To, to be honest with you, to three zero. Yeah, Paris put yeah. a map on them. I'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, if they get a map on them, that's going to be a testament to like the LA Thieves team. Like, they should be. Oh, I mean, if they don't, it's going to be a little, a little rough. All right, and then the next matchup, which will be the final matchup of maybe the final matchup. No, not the final matchup of the day, but whatever. Um, it actually will be. It'll it will be, be the, the. It'll be the. There's four games: the Friday, four games Saturday, and the three on the Sunday. Okay. So anyway, so next, so we got the Florida Mutineers and the LA Gorillas. So the last Friday match. Who do you think is gonna win this one? I want to hear you guys this first on this one because I. I don't know. I'm sure. going last because I have a lot to say. Okay. Oh, uh, I, I think, I think Slasher shows up on land, and LAG actually wins the series. I think that's what happens. Yeah. Okay. Um. See, I'm not really sure, so I'm just gonna counter Deceptions. I'm gonna go Florida Mutineers. Am I gonna be right? Wow. I don't know, but I'm gonna counter it. You're going for Wyatt's team? Okay. Yeah, I'll go for Wyatt's team. It's okay. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm going to go for uh, LAG 3-0. 3-0? Yeah, I think, I think Flash shows up on land. Florida Mutineers is currently ranked 11th out of 12th. I'm just trying to be different, you know? I'm trying to be the different one, you know? Alrighty. I mean, you can't have bias on the podcast, so... Anyway, so Saturday, going into Saturday, I think for the first matchup, which will be Atlanta Face versus either Seattle or London, I think we 
we both we all know who's gonna move on from that one. No, who could it be? London, obviously. Hello? It's <laughs> definitely not FaZe. <laughs> you guys took Surge. So it will be FaZe versus Surge. FaZe versus Surge. So I'm gonna say FaZe. Um Yeah. I'm gonna say FaZe on that one. Just because yeah, I think that's a pretty easy pick too. I'm gonna I'm gonna shock you guys and I'm gonna go with FaZe. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, it's pretty. They're definitely moving on to Sunday. Um, and then next we've got the Rocker versus NY or Boston. Um, we went with NY. By selections, it will be NY. Yep. Yeah, and then so Rocker versus NY. I really have not seen much from, from Rocker. What I've heard, Rocker have not been having a good time. Yeah. So I'm. I think I'm gonna go with NY on this one. I'm gonna keep with the New York. Yeah, I think NYSL got it there. I think they'll. I think they'll be Rocker. What about you, Tamaga? I think, uh, well, currently Rocker's ninth. So every time that I'm saying they're predicted ninth, it's there's like sort of a lot of information behind it. So basically, last season, uh, the coaches did um, predictions on the scrim info put together. Um, Rocker's predicted ninth this season. Mm -hmm. um, Subliders is predicted seventh. So it's kind of a close game. Because again, I'm just gonna stick with the Subliners team being a little, little too strong compared to Rocker. So I think yeah, York still still pro yeah. progresses. Okay, so the next matchup on Saturday will be Optic versus LAT. Um, personally, I think Optic just because it's just, Optic's been playing so good and lost like the Thieves, the man. As much as I want them to do well, they're just not. <laughs> They're just sucking so bad. So I'm going to say Optics moves on to Sunday. With that matchup. Yeah, I think Optics definitely takes that one, to be honest. I think they put in a ton of work, and I think uh, their first land match, they'll definitely show up. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a 3 0. I think it's a clean sweep for Optic. Yeah. Um. So our last matchup. So we're gonna go with LAG because you guys two picked it. So LAG versus Toronto Ultra. Um, personally, I think Ultra will be moving on. Um, just because I just I really don't know this. For me personally, I really don't know. But I'm I'm gonna go with Ultra. I don't think it's gonna be a clean sweep, but I'll definitely be like yeah, a I think I think maybe just because of more practice, I think LAG might put a map on them, but. Mm -hmm. I think I think Toronto are just a better team. I, 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 no, I, I do agree. I was I'm not trying to interrupt them. Um, I think even though Ultra hasn't scrimmed as much as other teams, Toronto Ultra roster is still a lot stronger than seventy percent of everyone else. So I oh, think yeah. sure Inception's gonna turn up. You've still got Bounce. You've still got Kami. You've still got Kleenex. I mean, that team was pretty solid last year. They're going to be pretty solid this year. So I yep. still think that they, they're, like they're one of my top three. So I, I definitely think they, um, they will progress to Sunday. Alrighty. So then the first matchup of Sunday will be Phase versus NYSL. Um, who do we think's moving on this one? Phase. Phase. Is I don't know if it'll be a three zero. It might be a three one. Yeah, I think I think I think, yeah, I, think I think NYSL will put up a fight. It's not going to be a clean sweep, and it's probably not going to be super easy. But I do believe Phase is going to move on. 
Um, believe it's a three zero. You believe it's gonna be a three zero? Okay. Be a three zero. Alrighty, and then the next matchup of Sunday will be Optic versus Toronto Ultra. Oh, that's a that's an interesting one considering personally Ultra had Optic's number all year. Last true. Year. So it could, I mean, but the thing is, they might like have been like working on that, and like Optic's been scrimming like all the time. Like they yeah. scrim pretty much every day, almost. I feel I like I think experience on that game would win out. I think the I think that series would be probably pretty close. I wouldn't be surprised oh. if it goes game five. Game five, yeah. Optic are so good in S and D now. I think they got it unlocked. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Optic too. Moving on to Sunday. What about you, Tamaga? I think, I think for sure. I think. <clears throat> Even though these guys, you know, Ultra definitely had Optics sort of number last year. I have to take into consideration that Ultra is still the same. So it's probably, they're just probably going to stay the same. But Optic has two different players. They have Shotzi, who last season was like a top 10 player. Mm-hmm. And you've got Illy, who is, I would say, very good with an AR or yeah. anything that is really given. So I would say it's definitely going to be a game five. Unless the game four is like get lucky or something, but it's definitely going to be a game five, and I would give it to Optic. You got to factor in Illy and Dashy's chemistry too, because they've been playing S and D together since they were like fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I yeah I think I think definitely so so we're gonna go into our finals right. Me, Phase versus Optic. Oh man. Now personally, I want to hear. I want to hear Tamaga's on this. I want to hear Tamaga's yeah. decision on this before anything else. I'm putting you on the spot, bro. Putting you on the spot. Okay, so... I'm looking at the perspective of stats. Lana Fees are better in everything except for... the the, the sort of the chemistry. I think is still lacking because I think last year there was a lot of sort of bickering behind the scenes between Arsides and, and Salium and stuff. Yeah. I don't think the chemistry is going to be fully there. Um, it's still going to be a very, very, very strong team. But mm-hmm. I think from what I can see in videos and stuff like that, I think Optic definitely will have the chemistry. So the clutch up. Um, definitely going to go to game five. I would probably say Fizz. Because they have the, yeah, because they have a BZ and Simp, which are the tiny terrors. And I mean, they're ridiculous um, in terms of S&D. So I would definitely give it to Fuse. That'll definitely be a close game. Yeah, yeah I'm going you go Deception. I'll go last. Um, I usually go first. I, I think it will go game five. And I think if if I wanted if I wanted to be safe, I would say phase three two. But I also would not be surprised if Optic shows up in game five since it's S and D. See the thing is, I think this is gonna be like the match to watch. You know what I mean? Like I feel like this yeah, could either be. Yeah, I really be... hope this grand final happens. Well, the thing is, cause... it's either gonna be like it's either going to be really, really, really close going into the end, or it's really not going to be. But I have a feeling it's going to be really, really close in every game. Like, they're going to have to fight every game. 
That's what I hope, anyway. I mean, it's on land, too, so it's like, who knows? Yeah. I mean... So, personally, I'm going to go with Optic, just because I want to see some other people other than FaZe win, personally. Uh, am I basing that off uh, anything other than that? Probably not, but... <laughs> So you're the deciding factor then, Deception. I I think with Optic's chemistry and it being on land and especially how much Scump can turn up on land and now he has Shasti as an SMG with him too I think Optic will take it 3-2. I think it's going to happen. Already, different opinions going through that, but I think that was a a nice uh, prediction type thing. We haven't really done that on the podcast. Well, we haven't had CDL matches on the podcast, so true, true, true. All right, I'm gonna try to like move us along just a little bit, just because we are kind of like half an hour in already, almost. So speaking, one. so speaking of the CDL, we're gonna talk about two more things, and we're gonna kind of move on a little bit. Um, so first off, we got this, so one thing that's happened in the past, like, couple, like, past, like, 24, 48 hours, um, so Merc and Maven are not going to be casting, to our knowledge, aren't not going to be casting this year in the CDL. Um, personally, I think that's going to hurt the CDL, like, entertainment side, oh, yeah. mainly because they're such great casters, and they have such good chemistry together, and they've been doing it for a while, you know what I mean? They know what's up. I mean, Merc is basically confirmed he's not casting unless something yeah. comes up soon. I mean, he literally said he was going to be doing content creation and stuff. Maven is, like, the only one who's kind of uh, been kind of vague about it, but I have a feeling he might not be casting either. I mean, he mm -hmm. did say that um, that something could come up soon, but, like, he said he could get an offer, but I'm going to bank on the fact he's probably not casting. So I've actually spoken to Maven yesterday. Oh wow! And he has pretty much confirmed behind the scenes he doesn't agree with what's happening. So I am pretty sure he is not gassing. Oh, yeah. we have insider information. Let's go. Yeah, I kind of figured that. To be honest, he did say on he did say in a tweet that he had fought in he had fought internal battles with him, and he thought that was probably, you know. I've also got another person that. missing from last year's talent team. Oh, Lottie and Lottie, yeah. Yeah, she's moved. Oh, yeah, I think Lottie's she went back to Halo. Too. Yeah. Yep. She she's she's casting. For, she's she's gonna Halo. be doing the desk for HCS. So. Yeah. So they're really like they're gonna be pulling in a lot of new um casters this year. So that'll be interesting. I mean, they have Ali Calf from COD Mobile. So. COD Mobile cool. and Challengers last year. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see, like, how that goes. I mean, if they do well, good for them, you know what I mean? Like, it's great. But... I don't know. I I mean, I think as far as matches go, they'll bring in the numbers. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think a lot of people in the chat will be talking about bringing Maven and Merc back. Oh, yeah, that's definitely going to be... Because Maven and Merc usually always cast the biggest matches. Mm -hmm. And not having them there... I'd probably go to is... Miles then, huh? If he's still... Yeah, they'll probably, for the big matches, they'll do Miles and Chance, because they're well-known. Yeah. And I like Miles and Chance a lot, too. I think they're fantastic. Yeah, me too. I don't mind them. I don't mind them, because obviously Miles has got that personality. It's like out there, and he's 
know, he's brash and he, he you know, he does the entertainment and Chance is sort of the the guy that sort of contains his excitement. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a good got play by play. Yeah, but you, you have to think if it's an optic phase final and there's a crowd there and it's like, for example, the other other duo that I know is, is Lando and Study. Those oh, two are commentating God. that match. Please, I guarantee man. you, a lot of people will be muting that stream. Please, just be watching no. the game in quiet. I don't want to see Lando and Study do any big matches. I mean, I like Lando, but Study is not it, dude. <laughs> no. Like, compare them to uh, Maven and Mark. Those, those guys have like five to ten years worth of experience still to get before they even get to that level. You have to understand is. Mark was an X player. Duddy was an X player. Look at the difference between them two. It's, it, yep. it's, it's huge. I mean, and just Maven and Merck had all that casting experience. I mean, they literally started in CWL together when it started. So, I mean, they've been here. Uh, so having all that experience leaving the casting booth is going to be bad, I think. Yeah. Miles and Chance are going to have to carry him. I mean, we'll have to wait and see on, like, you know, how these newer casters take on the big stage, so... I just wonder who else they would get. That's my question. I mean, <laughs> me. Me. They can get me. I'll cast. Tony's well, the caster. There's one person on that desk. I mean... Nameless. Nameless, the only yeah. other person there oh, that hasn't been mentioned. I've never heard Nameless cast, and I don't know if I want to. No, he can stay on the desk. I'm okay with that. Or he can just not be there. I mean, if they want to bring me on as a caster. I don't want to hear Maven say I'm mind blown. I don't want to hear Nameless say I'm mind blown at literally every play that happens. I'm mind blown. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to hear it. He can, I'm he can hang out with us. I don't, I don't know, dude. That's going to be an interesting thing. Personally, I think they should bring me on as a caster, but will they? Who knows? <laughs> I haven't casted Makes sense. They need to bring Maven to Merc back first. If they want to come back. I mean, well, I, I mean, I if can, they I don't want to right come back, now. that's fair. I can bet you right now, the first thing and last thing that you see in that stream chat is bring Maven and Merc back. Oh, every time, oh, yeah. every I, I bet every series that's that's all the chat. If if it's like the middle of a match and they're not yelling about like whoever their favorite team is or like when does Optic play, all of the chat's gonna be is bring Maven and Merc back, especially in it, grand finals. Oh yeah. Instead of it being dragons, you know the advertisement that has the dragons. Instead of that, it's gonna be bring Maven and Merc back. So, yeah, I, I'm gonna keep my eye on the chat the whole time that the matches are up. I'm just gonna I'm like I'm just gonna look and see how many people say that. Probably quite a few. We'll talk about it next week for sure. Alrighty, I'm gonna move us along here. We're in, or, you know, we're talking a lot. So continuing through the Call of Duty League, um, we have a one thing that Deception wanted to bring up is um Pentagram being a sub for the LA Thieves. Yep, Pentagram got put on as, as a sub yesterday. That's uh, yet another good challengers player. That's uh, hopefully getting a shot to play on a pro team. I mean. LA is not looking that great, so we I mean, have that, a guy they can go to. I mean, they are well known for their wa roster changes, so they could just, yep. you know, you know, 
play this weekend and be like, ah, nah, we'll bring him in. We'll see. So, could be a possibility. I'm going to have to disagree with you there, Deception. Ooh. He has, jo he ha he has joined the wrong team. Wrong team. What that team man should is going to be... That man is going to lose. He's just going to lose his, his, his sort of um, his mojo. There's no way Me, that guy's right. going to be happy. That could be true. Like you I have mean, to think last year. Caliber players that are on that team too. It's like I don't know if you'd yeah. want to drop them. You have to think last year, play thieves with seven players in total. Seven players in total. The only other team that had seven players total is London. Look how London ended up. Yep. Dropped every no single good. player before the end of the, before the start of this season, except for one. That could be true. Yeah, I would be surprised if that happens. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. This is the also, thing. Who do, you, who do you draw for Pentagon, though? You've got Envoy, who was a really good sort yeah, of that's sub the player. Yeah, so many good players. You've got Octane, who's well, a really good Well, the thing is, AR. it's... Octane's it's... on the fred. Octane, the pressure's on Octane. I mean, he has to perform this year. He doesn't perform this year, and I don't think people are going to invest him in him anymore. I mean, he's on the team that he wanted to play for. He got out of the surge, even though he carried them most of the time. Like, he has got to perform this year. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, is, like, one thing that I think will be, like, the defining factor of, like, who, what LA Thieves does, right, is they've got, like, really good talent, it's just, like, the chemistry. So they're probably going to keep switching people out until they find that chemistry again, like they tried last year, which didn't work, but they're probably not going to change that. I mean, if they do, that'll be surprising, and I'll be, like, that'll be good, because chemistry is something that's that built. they're going to want to, like, change people's minds on the org, and they're going to want to try to stay with this team as long as they can this year. Yeah. Like, something really bad is going to have to happen for them to drop one of those players. The the, the interesting thing that uh, Nate Shot has actually decided is, is took all of his Call of Duty critters and put them in a compound. No longer, like, in apartments. He's saying... You're practicing in the compound, you are scrimming in the compound, and you are playing your matches in the compound. And I think that's going to help them with chemistry. Oh yeah, that's, a, that's, that's what Ultra have done the entire time, and that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what a lot of teams do, is they have them play in... You can't play where you live. Like, it's... Sometimes you can, but when you're professional like that, you've got to play... In a space that feels like a LAN environment. Yeah, I you mean, know what like, I mean. That's the thing is, it's like you can scrim and stuff, or you can play eights or something like that at home, and it's not really gonna affect you a whole lot. But like, if you're scrimming like a couple weeks before like a big event, or if you have a big event and it just happens to be online, like like with when COVID was hitting really hard, it's like if you're playing in your own home it just doesn't the the level of too relaxed feel the you're same. too relaxed at home yeah yeah and then the thing is is also at the compound like those are soundproofed rooms too so people can still do their stuff that they need to do but those guys can just go in there you know they can make it their space close the door and just focus on playing like you see how well the valorant team does and i think the league of legends team's doing okay too like they all play and practice and compete in those spaces all the time yeah. they're doing well i mean, I mean the valorant, also... how did these valorant teams are doing really well so or they were anyway 
another big thing as well is they can have their coaches on hand. True. So like, if, yeah, if their coaches can home, literally be there. With oh, them. the coaches cannot be in the same room, but they can be there if you know what I'm saying. So, if you ever watch any of the Hundred Thieves sort of um, like videos, at the end of the game, you'll see the coach obviously walk into the room and say, "Okay, good guys, blah blah blah, Let's get ready for the next game, blah blah blah." Instead of coach having to hop into you know the, the you know the call and say okay this is blah 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 you know, that physical presence I also think will be massive change yeah. for Elliot Thieves. Yeah. That's why I that's why I said I wouldn't be surprised if they're an upset team because they could come to land and show up. They could. I mean I think if if they use this kind of situation if they you know play in the compound they will do better. I think they will do better at land because that gives kind of like a land environment. You know what I mean? Personally, but I'm gonna I mean, move us on. I'm gonna move us on. Everything. I mean, I mean, who knows? Yeah. There could be like a team like Florida come up and get like top six when they were expected to get taken out early. I mean, who knows? True, true. It's land. Alrighty, I'm gonna move us. I'm gonna move us forward because you know, kind of like, kind of just keep us rolling through these topics because there's two that I really want to like delve into. Want to make sure we have time. Um, so one thing, another thing that we wanted to talk about was Parasite retiring. Well, Deception wanted to talk about it, so I'll let you do discuss. I'll just sit here and listen. Yeah, Parasite put out something pretty uh, lengthy on Twitter about it, and, uh, basically he said he was just, he just gave up, like he was done trying to, uh, keep competing when, uh, the state of the league and the state of the game just kept getting worse, and, uh. He said he tried to be like a role model for other people that wanted to succeed in the league and make it in there, but he just said that he was uh, he was done with that and he was retiring. I have absolutely nothing to say on the matter. I don't like Parasite. He has done nothing for the Call of Duty scene. I can personally see. So if he wants to retire, retire. Ooh, damn! You just said shade. So, that's all I'm gonna say. He has done absolutely <laughs> nothing for the Call of Duty scene other than creating shade on certain things. So if he wants to retire, true. there's a lot of guest. drama around Parasite. I mean, he's burned tons of bridges. There's a reason. There's there's a reason why he hasn't been on good teams since like 2014. <laughs> he was on London. He was on London Royal Ravens. Three games. That was it. We kicked yep. off the team. I think that's his own. I, I think that was his only appearance on the COD League too. The whole time. Was it? Then he and then he went back to Challengers and created an absolute scene. Uh, honestly, I'm done with talking about Forsyth. That man just yeah needs to retire. Fair. Yeah, agreed. So, but he did. So, that's what's up. Um, so and we're gonna go into something else, just because it's a little, it's a little off the CDL, but it's still competitive stuff. Um, something Ron Nation, you know, we talk about out here. Um, so if you guys didn't know, the Raw Nation, um, organization that Deception and I are part of has now started a Warzone team to compete competitively. Now. Deception. To, to compete competitively, yep. Yep. <laughs> Deception. What's the roster? The roster currently 
the team how we're look we have one team and we're going to look for another team eventually when we want more players right now we have the uh, starting roster is Ryan Relish Mr. Burner and Dr. Roxo and your boy your boy deception the rapper <laughs> Yeah, we've already we've already had practice. We played a bunch of games together, like on and off stream. Like we're having a good time. They're really good time, to be honest. I'm excited to compete. I've been playing a bunch of Z League tourneys, so it's super fun. I really enjoy Warzone, to be honest. Now, that's what's up, bro. That's what's up. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, we finally have some, we finally have a competitive team again. It's been a while since we've had a competitive team. You guys yep. are really putting in the work. So I think you guys hopefully will do pretty well. Um, I can't wait to see you guys getting some Twitter tourneys personally. Um, hopefully. Yeah. So yeah, we'll keep you guys updated on that. So next a topic of business, uh, the new zombies update. Um, there was an attempt. <laughs> there was an attempt. Uh, I will say, I think that I think having some form of round based like they do now is better than just having Daron Fong as it was. Mm -hmm. But the form of round based they brought us is not exactly what we asked for. Like, so when you do. When you when you start the game, it's not like you can select a round base and they take you to Shino Numa and you just play round base. You have to actually do objectives in Duran Fong to get to the round base portion to unlock Von Liss office and get there. And when you go into Shino Numa, yeah, you can survive as many rounds as you want, but you still abide by the outbreak point system and they only give you a bonus points every like at the end of every round, so you're still not getting nearly as many points as normal. Uh, every three rounds, you get like 5k points, so that's cool. But like in Shino Numa, all you have is a pack punch machine, like, you have to go back to the hub world every three rounds to go get perks and go refill on any armor or anything you need. Like, you have to, like, like, why, my thing is, like, why can it not just be all in Shino Numa? Why do we have to keep going through something we don't want to play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just interesting, you know? Didn't even know there was an update. They're, yeah, they added, like, a yeah, round they, base. they kind of added round based. Kind of. Said not as, like, sarcastically, because there was no update, technically, because... There was no update. It's just, oh, we'll uh, we'll let you do rounds in this, this one map. Yeah, it's like you can't. I like, I it would be so much better if it was just, oh, you can pick round base now in the menu, and it takes you just you know with all with everything that would be in the hub world. Like that'd be great. That'd be a lot better than what we had. But it's it's, it's, it's just the worst zombies that has ever came to Call of Duty and. Uh -huh. Everyone is saying not from people like us. Literally, like some of the YouTubers want to support yeah. it. Like Lex, literally, Lex literally won't play the game. 
like he said, like, yeah, I know there's a round-based update, and I know you guys want me to play it, but I'm not supporting that game. I mean, I was <clears throat> literally sitting in streams the moment that it dropped, and the three huge zombie critters all literally came out at the same time and just said, it was fun, I enjoyed that, what's next? They haven't touched zombies since, because they just don't like it. Yeah, I've, I've played through it a couple times. Uh, I definitely gave it a shot, but uh, ultimately it's not cutting it. And what the plans that they have to basically make another Daron Fong and basically do the same exact thing they've done with the first one for Season 2 is, like, I just, I just hope and pray that when Treyarch comes out with COD 2023 that they have, it's an absolute banger for zombies. Because I don't think there's any saving Vanguard. Mm -mm. Vanguard's done and over with. There's... Honestly, like I would, I would be completely fine and happy if they just stopped working on zombies in Vanguard and just pushed for the Treyarch game. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played Vanguard in really a month. I played like an hour ago. Yeah, because you're a grinder and you want the camos, but I mean, I used to do that as well in zombies and stuff, but I didn't enjoy zombies. Tried to get a refund on the day of launch, couldn't get a refund. Build it out for a while and then Halo came out. And ever since I played Halo, I have never went back to Vanguard. Yeah, don't Understandable. get me on Halo. I love playing Halo. Halo Infinite is so good. Oh, it's Envoy's birthday today. Sorry. Oh, well. Wow. Let's go. Happy birthday, so, you little shit. Yeah, his little brother, tweet, his little brother tweeted it out. I've ever seen. <laughs> his little brother tweeted <laughs> it out. He said 2020, he said 22 years old ass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, happy birthday to him. But because you joined an opposite team, uh, I still support you as a player, but I don't like you because you're an opposite team. Shit. Yeah, we we Rip. play against. Uh, I I want to see the Optic versus LA Thieves match so bad because I feel like if Optic just destroy LA Thieves like we think is gonna happen, Scump mm -hmm. is gonna get up. Uh, when when that game ends, if it's three zero, Scump is gonna have words. Mm -hmm. He's gonna have lots of words. Speaking of teams, um. Don't know how that was a good segue, but we're going to go with that anyway. So one thing that I think I've noticed, and I pointed it out to Deception the other day. This is okay. a totally topic change. Oh, it still does with esports and stuff, but. We still haven't covered the biggest topic of today, but okay. What topic? Uh, uh, oh, nothing. Just Microsoft buying Activision. Oh, yeah, sorry. It was like the one at the top of my list. Sorry. Yeah. So anyway, so if you guys didn't know. Um, Microsoft is buying Blizzard and Activision for what is it, seventy mil? Seventy well, mil. Well, technic. Well, they they all put it in there, so it wasn't a joke. But technically, it's sixty nine mil. <laughs> sixty nine million. <laughs> Funny number. Well, it's sixty nine billion actually. But... Sixty nine bill. Even more well, funny they bought, number. Okay, so they bought Activision Blizzard and they bought King. Who makes like Candy Crush and stuff, but Ooh. 
is under Activision, kind of, so. Okay. Well, I mean, like, the thing is, is, like, Microsoft's going to make that back, first off. It's not, like, a bad investment. Oh, right? yeah. Because one time, like, you know. <laughs> I mean, because they have pocket change, they have you know Overwatch. They they're, have like, a trillion. Of other games. They're a trillion dollar like, company. Microsoft is. They're taking over the world. They're becoming a mon- monopoly. I well, and that's one that. of the things that people were worried about initially was like, what if this is like a monopoly thing? Like, what if, the, what if the government won't let it happen because of a monopoly? But my thing is, I'm I think that there's an extremely high likelihood that this is going to happen because they wouldn't have said it if they weren't worried about a monopoly. Yeah. Like I feel like I feel like the deal, like yeah, the deal's probably not gonna close till like June of twenty twenty three is what mm-hmm. people are saying. But I think that literally the only thing left is just the validation of getting approvals. Like I don't think that a monopoly is gonna be a problem. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm gonna let you guys talk about this because guess what? Oh, I have a small uh, bladder. Yeah. No, I th- I think with. With Microsoft buying it over, I think it's definitely going to be. I'm gonna find the right word. It, it it's it's definitely gonna be something new for new for the world. Cause I mean, with everything that's sort of been going on with um, production studios and certain games and stuff like that. Like I've seen that a lot of people are sort of talking about back to the mlg days and and going back to hey they own the mlg now they, that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying you know the, the, that might happen know, people are, are, are saying you know if if the cdl continues you know for a fourth and a fifth season with these players mlg becomes a thing but will those players still stay with the cdl I just wonder if the CDL might be dissolved completely. That's my thing. Like, what I mean, if they just see that the CDL is not working? And if it doesn't turn not, around, what if MLG is just like... What if MLG just comes in and they're like, hey, let's just quit the CDL and let's do our own thing? This is the thing, right? The CDL isn't working. Every year, it's always something wrong. Like, this year, it's like format wasn't right and then there was discussions and the format got changed control doesn't work (laughs) control doesn't work there was glitches with control where you would know you would get a tick and then you would get off the and the thing is sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't i played control sometimes you get the tick and sometimes it doesn't work and like with the teams it's like they won't let the teams play against each other until now and it's like why like why can we not play against each other <laughs> like there's so then many I think things at last week the discussion was okay no snipers every single person on the timeline was like oh my god it's another year with no snipers it's going to be so boring in snd it's literally just going to be in a bz you know montage of him getting first bloods did you then... have to explain that though yeah that's what i'm about. that's what i'm i'm, I'm going to get on to uh, you know, eventually uh, another meeting was called and it was discussed that yes, yeah, snipers and smokes will be used. They're only going to be used in S and D. I mean, I, mean, I don't know a... why that's even a question. I don't know who is trying to use snipers and respawn, but okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that's it. I mean, it's 
it's it's I don't know. I mean, it's it's a good change because obviously we've been missing snipers since last year. It's definitely gonna be like a hype moment when a you know first blood is a, is a sniper shot across the map, or or, or you know where the team is sort of you know splitting up two and two and they have to go across a dash spot a and a sniper. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, gonna be good things, you know, with it. But I mean, where the format is, I just don't like it. You know, we're saying only eight teams make it to majors and then they change it to twelve. Then because I don't there's even 12... know why all twelve teams are making it. I wish they'd just let all the challengers teams play. Like, come on. It's the, th you know, that is, uh, you know, a massive thing as well with, um, cushions. Is there is actually a tournament in the middle of the year, where it is the the pro am classic. Yeah. That's basically all twelve teams are coming in. You've got, you've got four challenger teams. To get yeah, sort four. of the, the, you know they they qualify for it, then they get put in. Four challengers teams. That's it. Mm -hmm. I know it's only the four, and I pretty much already know who the four is gonna be because constantly winning. You know, there's three times champion and three times champion. So, I mean, yeah, I think that that one team with Journey on them and stuff in the EU, they literally only lost their first Challengers Cup this weekend. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I mean. This is, uh, I have been saying to many, many people, I've been looking at the whole season and the only thing that's really interesting me is the Pro-Am Classic. Because that is basically what MLG was. Was yep. amateur teams had the chance to go in to the professional league and go against professional teams. Now, yep. funny little thing that I can tell you is if if the top team on NA or EU goes against Paris, it will 3-0 or 3-1 them. Guaranteed. They're going to smoke Paris. And then everybody's going to look at Paris like, what are you doing in the league? <laughs> this, this is something that uh, Hastro brought up. If an amateur team can beat a professional team, should that professional team pick up those amateur players? Uh, Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna leave it there because we spoke about CDL too much. Right, you're really good. I mean, like I on the side of on with this being on the side of Microsoft buying Activision, I just hope that Microsoft goes full force into this and they really try to make changes at Activision because I mean now it's all but confirmed that like Bobby Kotick is not gonna be in the role that he's in now because like all the Activision studios have to refer to. Phil Spencer now. Once mm -hmm. that buyout goes through, yeah, so and if the Bobby I... guy gets fired in 2023, his minimum payout is 250 million. Yep. So that guy was thinking ahead of time because he knew fine rightly what he was up to. So he has in his contract minimum 250 thousand if he gets fired on the spot. Then there's other circumstances where it can go anywhere between 250, I think up to like 400 million. Yeah. So, I just I just hope when Microsoft takes over that they start making change and they start making change fast. And obviously they have the they will have the power and they have the ability to do that. It's just how much will they actually do? 
Um, I really hope that like when Microsoft comes in that they look at what esports engine is doing with Halo and HCS and they uh make that same make all those same changes for COD. Like it would not bother me at all if the CDL just died when Microsoft came in and they were like, Hey, we're just gonna completely like change this whole thing. If 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 you look at how Last, you know, Halo event was run by Adam Apicella, his yep. esports engine. Comparing that to the CDL of the last two years, the Halo event was ten to a hundred times better. I mean, the, hey, if you then, look at even in viewership, I mean, if you if you look, I mean, a lot of people say it's like about the money and stuff and the viewers, but you look at the viewership, the peak viewership last year for COD Champs was two hundred forty k peak viewership for the first Halo event of a new game that's not even like super like good as far as money goes. It's not like a champs was two sixty K. So there you go. That that sort of shows it. Not <clears throat> only because they had the pro scene, also because they had two hundred plus teams. Yeah, the they rackets. had like two hundred and seventy two teams, I think. Hmm. They all played to get the chance to get into the play the big boys. And there was a couple teams that made some pretty big runs, too. Yeah, I mean, there was Sentinels, obviously. Sentinels gave up their spot because of the whole drama behind Ogre and stuff like that there. And, um, you know, Formal jumped in and stuff like that. So, I mean, that Almost team was expected to make it, but I don't think that team was expected to beat Optic, which they did. Um, but, yeah. That, that, Almost uh, showed up, man. Definitely shows it was his what birthday. Adam it was his birthday, correct. I mean it does show what Adam Bazella can do you know, yeah. in terms of running an event. Yeah, he he definitely has what it takes. And if they if they if they saw this whole Microsoft buyout thing and they were like, Hey, now that Activision's with us, can we start running COD events? I'm sure that Microsoft would look at them and be like, yeah, for sure. Just, I just agree, yeah. All right. There's one more thing that I want to talk about before we go into the questions. We do have a question. Thanks, Mr. B. Now, there's one thing that I've been noticing. Right, and I brought this up to Deception the other day. Yep. And I don't know if it's really for any reason. There could, it could go either way. But... In the last month, I've seen a lot of FaZe members leave. Like, FaZe Clan members leave. Yeah. Like, and I didn't, I didn't really think of anything of it at first, because, you know, people leave, whatever. But, like, there's quite a few people. When it comes to, like, bigger orgs, not everybody leaves all at the same time. Like, people leave over time. But, like, within the last, like, month or two, quite a few people have left. Right? Um, Orba, he's a Fortnite trick, uh, trick shotter. Uh, Jasper, Thieves, Kaz, um, um, so, you know, and this is all within 2022, really. So, like the last week. Yeah. So, I mean, what, like, what really does this mean? Tone brought it up, but. I know, it, like, I didn't really think anything of it at first, because, like, oh, okay, he's leaving, cool. You know, have fun on your future ventures, right? But, like, with, 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 ooh, bless me. 
uh, with big organizations like this, you don't see like more than like two people leave at a time, right? Yeah. Within like the same span of like a couple months, right? And these this is this is for people leaving within the matter of a month. I don't know whether it's their contracts are up or they got removed or they just wanted to leave, like. I mean, I don't. I don't think a lot of drama is going to come out of it. To be honest, I don't know. I like to remain hopeful. I like drama. Wow. You say that, and look at what happened to the org that we followed. Great. <laughs> True. Um. Well, I mean, one thing could be, um. The what the well, I think probably what the main is is uh, you know, they're just phase is just trying to like make room for more talent you know nope. um because you know like yeah they're good creators right but a lot of them you know they're like orbas a fortnite trick shotter trick shotting's kind of dead um in my opinion especially in fortnite um not dead but it fortnite trick shotting is definitely dying on the verge of death um right personally that's my thought um as far as kaz Casify goes, he um I know he's a Fortnite player too. Right? Um So and I think Thieves is a Fortnite player as well. So they might just be like starting to like ease out of Fortnite a little bit. Could be Maybe. Could be uh I mean yeah. I don't really follow Fortnite or Neither do I. much, so I couldn't tell you. But I don't know. Just something to think about. And like Jarvis, like he really doesn't game much anymore because mainly I mean, like Jarvis got banned for Fortnite, so he has oh. no life anymore. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he like just does stuff, and I just I don't like the kid. He's too cocky. I mean, he did smoke that guy in the boxing match. True. But he's really that cocky. On the watch, but he's really cocky, and he's young, and I mean, I'm one to speak, but you know, it's like, uh, you know. I mean, all I can say is I don't think there's going to be any drama that comes from behind it. I think it's literally just uh, just trying to change up their team, or maybe they're trying to get rid of you know team that's in a certain game, or as you say, you know, Trickshotting's dead, isn't as popular anymore, and stuff like that. I don't really think there's going to be much drama behind it. Um, yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, it could be like them leaving phase for some reason, but... I mean... Like you have to you have to look at it in in the eyes of you know a young talented person. Mm -hmm. You know maybe they're they're being offered better money elsewhere, and you know mm -hmm. they can't announce it yet, or you know maybe they have better opportunities going somewhere else, or they like uh you know a certain team in a certain place. Like I know Benji Fishy um uh, recently re-signed with with NRG, and I mean NRG is run very well because they're keeping their team. Um, very well. So, I mean, you, you got to think about it in in a normal sense way, where you know, maybe he just wants to join a different team. Maybe he's got a better opportunity, or his friends are in a different, you know, a different organization. And yeah, well, like I get that. It's just so many leaving with a short time span. It kind of makes it a little suspicious. So I thought I'd bring it up. Just in case anything does come of it. So I mean, you think light. about uh, you think about like any kind of like competitive team, like 
when it's a competitive team, if it's a business, it's like if they drop people all at once, they're all gonna leave all at once. I mean, it's like it's like when London squad wiped their team except for Afro, and then Paris squad wiped their team. And well, thing is, is like like all that. I don't think I think the only one that actually like competed was like thieves. Thieves. I mean, they could just be scaling back on Fortnite. Maybe okay. they, maybe they're just like, yeah, we might have too many people here. Who knows? I mean, they're bringing new people in. I just, you know, it's just, here's, here's like I get, like I get you. what you say to, like Tamaga, when you say like they found like other opportunities. It's just so yeah. many of them at once. It just kind of like. Why? This is this is the thing. When was the last time you heard about a Fortnite creator from Fias? That is true. I brought that like, up the tone as well. I was like, heard uh, that too. When was the last time you heard about a Fia or a Fortnite creator from NRG or Hundred Thieves? Constantly seeing stuff being posted. Well, and that's the thing about FaZe, man. FaZe is such a big org. They have so many people. It's like, what what the Fortnite people might be like outcasts in the org. It's like, who knows? Yeah, true. I mean, like, the thing is, is like, it is a COD-based organization. Could just be sticking back to its COD roots. I mean, they did I mean, they have been going back to COD quite a bit lately, so. I mean, they still have Nate Hill, but, like, Nate Hill's pretty big. Like, in the Fortnite world. I think I saw something because I was scrolling through. I mean, they have like a really big event tomorrow, by the way. So, like, that's something to look out for. Also, speaking of phase, like, they have a really big event going out tomorrow. Like, so I think, exception, I think what is happening? Um, phase has a really big event coming out tomorrow. They really haven't disclosed much on it. It's just going to be on of Twitch. Of course, it comes out tomorrow. It's, um, hold on, what time? Three o'clock EST. Three PM EST. EST. The biggest thing we've ever done. That's all they quoted it. And then every single one of their members liked it. Like posted it too. The craziest the craziest thing we've ever done. The craziest thing we've ever done. The biggest thing we've ever done. The biggest thing we've ever done. The coolest thing we've ever done. Yeah, after like seven of our members left. The biggest thing we've ever done. The greatest thing we've ever done. You know, didn't FIAS go live on the stock market? I, Wouldn't that technically so. be a massive thing for your? That might be. Like, that might be what they're doing. I it could be. I mean, with the image, yeah. it kind of looks like you know. I wouldn't be techie, surprised. You know, so it could be that, but it's on YouTube and it's going. They're going live on YouTube and they're going live on Twitch. So, I don't know hey, if it's an announcement. Stream all the, the stock market stuff on Twitch all the time. Look at they big do? timer. Oh, Look you're, at the right, you're right. You're right. You're right. So it could be. It could be that. I mean, I'm. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't. I'm speculation. You know, there could be. Probably. Probably will be an announcement like that. I was <sighs> just looking for drama. That's it. I really am. I'm a drama seeker. <laughs> I don't like drama, but if drama happens to arise, you know, might as well. Might as well talk about it. All right. Yeah, Anybody have anything else they want to talk about? Deception. Do you have any tacos? Topics you want to talk about, Tamaga? Do you want to any talk? Do you have little? What do you have any topics you want to talk oh, about? Why did your voice increase whenever you said my name? Tamaga. Oh. Tamaga. Ooh. Like that? Are, are, you, are you trying to get me to ask you questions? Hmm. I don't know. You I don't know because obviously, because I mean, to me being the stats guy and stuff, obviously, I won't be here every week. Um, you guys will obviously have stats every week. What I was sort of interested in doing is because there's only four sort of majors, maybe off stream or something, we could do like picks 
for the actual weeks. Um, and then sort of work it out. Um, oh. I thought maybe for like podcast, if we, uh, you know, the week, like the Wednesday before a CDL major, we could just bring you in and do picks. Mm-hmm. Like just for like today. a like a fifty, like when we did with Mister Burner, we brought him in for like twenty minutes. Do that with you too. Because I thought it was really fun doing picks today. I mean, that's why I sort of wasn't, you know, pushing too much about doing. You know, picks for the the kickoff classic because you know teams can sort of play it off. They'll they'll play calm, they'll not show their strats and stuff like that. After the kickoff classic, you'll get a feel for a team, and that's why I sort of wanted to do the, you know the you know the qualifier one, which runs for three weeks. You know, do a pick, and and sort of um, see how you guys get on, um, compared to me. And I mean, you're gonna have the same stats that I have, so there's gonna be no. Yeah, but, or disadvantage. Yeah, mm-hmm. but some people will just have different opinions, like today. Mm-hmm. Like Tone voting for New York just because she likes New York rather than looking at stats. True. Uh, real hot girl shit. <laughs> mm. I mean, I have nothing else to ask. I mean, maybe I'll, maybe I'll uh, buy nine again. As long as you don't leak that I'm coming on the stream. Thing. You're the one uh, that that's, came that's, that's into her, the chat. Listen, my hand, my listen, listen. You're the one that came in to the chat today talking about the podcast. I just, let me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I leaked it three to four weeks ago. Shh. No, I did not. Oh yeah. Well, he, sh- the, she yeah, listen. She she the can't resist talking about things on stream. I legit can't. It, I, I never bring <laughs> up anything that could be leaked in her chat. Unless you make me pinky promise or sign an NDA. That's all I'm but saying. That's even that's... pretty difficult. Okay. Do you know I know. What I'll do? What I'm going to do, I'm going to get you an NDA created. I'm going to get you to sign the NDA. <laughs> okay. yeah, I'd, I'd have to sign it first. Will I? Probably not. <clears throat> um, no, actually, know what I'm going to do? Hmm. I'm going to put a $100 bounty this season. If you guys can beat me, I'll give you $100. Wow. How about that? I'm, I'm if you have beat me, stuff. yeah. If you if you beat me, I'll give you a hundred dollars. Beat you at what? Protecting the games. Yeah, that that's exactly. Uh, tone replying to that tells me how much she's gonna invest in this. Wait, hold on. I'm I'm wait. Hold on. Can you repeat <laughs> one more time? It's really I'm like it's not registering in my brain right now, and I don't know why. Okay. So there's two ways you can do it. You can pick the team, pick the score, and you'll yeah. get points. Oh, pick... okay, I understand now. Or you <laughs> pick <laughs> players and pick a team, mm-hmm. and at the end of every week, you'll have a score. I mean, I can. You yeah, I can to... do that. I can do that. Will it be right? Probably not. You'll probably beat me, but I'll I'll try it. I'll do it. It's worth a shot, I mean. Yeah, I mean, what? 100 bucks is 100 bucks, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit. As long as I don't have to give you money, that's all that matters to me. I mean, is there a counter offer? Can you offer me something if I win? Um, you can come back on the podcast. I mean, Amaga, if you uh, win, you're just the best stat guy on the planet. That's pretty it. much. Like, there's no I competition. Mean, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe a few orgs have been emailed. Maybe my portfolio has been sent. Maybe I'll not even be back on this podcast. I'll be picked up. You know? You know? You know, you I do have 
We do, true. You know, I do, you know, am, I am in a management position within an organization called Ronation. Yeah, you can't afford me. I'm sorry, you can't afford You can't me. afford you? How much do you cost? How much do I cost? I yeah. don't want to discuss that over the podcast. <laughs> Two man, yes, here we are. Leak I leak everything. Let's go. They call me leakage. <laughs> no, 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 no. Tonage the leaker. Let's go, leakage. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, 150 to $200 an hour. An hour? Bruh. Nope. What are you yep. trying to get? Some baloney, bro? Yeah, oh my god. You can't afford me. Mm, you can't you don't afford know that. baloney, so. <laughs> Maybe you will, you'll just uh, work one hour every week. <laughs> one hour every week? Yeah. We just dump right. all the stats in one hour. I mean, boom. you know, if if I'm just doing stats, I'll 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 give you the reduced fee, fifty bucks. You can you can take a look at the, the fifty bucks the a week. Let's go. No, I'm down. No, I'm down. No. Fifty bucks a week. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. You know. Yeah, fifty bucks a week. I'm down. Something I actually no, want to bring yeah. to you. Yeah, sort fifty dollars a week, you know, right? Off, off, off stream or off podcast. But here's something for you, right? Yeah. If you're the head of content creation. Or the head of sort of um, creating teams, why don't you get a program or some sort of um, content series on the CDL, on news on the CDL, a bit like a uh, put me like on Intel, it. no, like on the Raw Nation channel. Wait, yeah, yeah, I mean, I could... like, Raw Intel. Let's go. Because me and Deception can sit here and talk for multiple hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, listen, I get... can talk to Tamaga about the CDL all day long. Yeah, why don't you get someone that can come in and be like, oh, this week in the CDL, or... I used to do uh... that shit, Tamaga. Did you <sighs> not know that? Tony, you used to do CDL videos in your room with paper uh, taped uh, on the wall. Yeah, I did, logos. and I used to do it in a freaking suit, too, and I don't want to hear your shit. <laughs> I used to put a bow. No, I used to put a freaking pie that you had to tie put yourself. A bow now, on? Now are, you, the... are you a present? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a present to life. Okay. No, I used to like do like one of the. I put it. I put a tie on. I put a black tie on. Not one of the clip-on ones. The ones you actually have to tie. I'd put a white button-up on, and it looks snazzy as fuck. Stuff how to tie a tie on Google. Shh, I did it on YouTube. Get get it right. <laughs> My dad's dead. I can't really just ask him for help. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. Okay. No, oh, but I do. I do actually have a, a question for you though. Yeah. Um, do you want to do on stream? On stream? No, no, we can do it on stream. So, what is the outlook ahead for your organization? Like, what what are you particularly looking for? What is your outlook upon what you want to do with it? So with Raw, um, I'm going to say what I can. I can't really delve too much into it because, you know, there are some things we are working have on. Have you signed the NDA yet? Yeah, I actually have. So Have signed the NDA? Yeah. I signed one like a year ago. Um, okay. Anyway, um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, speak on it a little, but I can't say too much. Right. But my goal for Raw, right, is I want us to be that org. You know what I mean? And by that org, I mean, like, there's a lot of orgs where you see um, stuff go wrong, right? Like, if you look at, like, organizations like FaZe, you know, they're a great org, best org in the country, like, the world, right? But what's the one thing that, like, I think is one of the most noticeable things about them? 
they don't have any female streamers. They have like two, one on the Atlanta phase and then one in the main base clan, right? Kaylee and oh. Noisy Butters, oh. right? The rest are guys. Oh, no, no. Who? Listen, you're missing a lot of people. Who? Got you've got Swisham. Swisham, Swisham's on NOSL. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm talking female creators. No, 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 no. I'm talking about in one organization. I not... mean, the Swish is on NYSO. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm not talking about NYSO. Well, 100 Thieves is doing it. Oh, you guys are missing my point. In every single organization, they're always missing something. There's always something they're missing, right? It's different with every organization. I'm using FaZe's example, and then I'll go to another oh, okay. org and use their example. Oh. Blah, 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 blah. You guys are missing my point here, okay? Well, you got to get to it first. Okay, We're yeah. very slowly. Sorry. As much I'm... as you wanted to move on before when we were I talking know. about things, now you're moving slow. Well, because you know how I tell stories, okay? I'm very all over the place, and I take this very seriously. Like, this is... Brown Nation's been my life for two years, okay? Um. Anyway, so, you know how, like, in FaZe, there's only, like, two female creator members, right? There's a lot of, like, female, you know, members behind the scenes, but not really a lot on. And that's what I think we're trying to do with Raw is get it to that point where, like, we have a very good balance and diversity within our creators, you know, not yeah. only, you know, by gender, but by race, by ethnicity, by um, representation of okay the LGBTQ plus community. Like, like, I feel like we are doing a good job, and I think that's something that I want to continue to improve on. Uh, second, um, I am in charge of the content creator team now. So, like, um, I'm an, I'm their lead, right? Um, the content team. Yeah, uh, now we're actually going to be visible to the rest of the org. Yeah. So, like, it's I think that's one of the things is like they're kind of like our secret weapon. You know what I mean? Like, there's they're they're really good, and there's a lot of really good creators on the team. So I figured, you know, I'm gonna start putting them to use using stuff for like we're gonna revive our YouTube channel, um, here in the next coming months. Um, I'm gonna do a little CPR, you know. Little thirty compressions to two breaths, um, you know, and we just brought on Chozo Nippo. We just brought on Chozo Nippo too. So now we have actually a stream team. So if you guys look, it should show underneath my stream that I'm part of um a stream team. Yeah, so our mainstream team. team. So the mainstream team of Raw Nation. Like Twenty roles, but okay. I do. I definitely. <laughs> how many roles? Do I, I think it's one, two, three, four, five, in six, Discord, seven. You have like nine. I have seven in Discord, but in actuality, I have like ten or eleven. Like, yeah, you're basically just carrying everybody. So I wear all the hats, all the hats on my head. Um, but and then like with social media, we're trying to you know ramp up the social medias again, um, make them more consistent and a little bit more lighthearted. Um, you know I'm a I'm a gift I'm a gift gal. I like my gifts. Um, trying again, you know, it's a little lackluster right now, but that's just because I've been working a lot and I'm starting new stuff. But anyway, not the point. Um, but yeah, and I just want to take raw to its fullest potential, you know. So we're creating content and we're competing again, which is great. We have a Warzone team now, so we're finally like yep. competing, which is something. And I want to, I want us to bring in more teams, um, in other games. Or even a college I mean, stuff. I have some ideas. I know you have ideas, and we're working on we're working I'm... on some stuff behind the scenes. Like we are, I can't really say what, but we are working on some things. Um, the goal is to just keep expanding, um, not only the members but um, the community. 
we want to make sure Raw is more of a known name, you know? It's not just, oh, I know this person. Oh, they're in Raw? What's Raw? No, it's like, oh, they're in Raw? That's so cool. Raw's so, like, you know, that's what I want. Okay, I'm done now. I mean, you talked about how there's always, like, one thing missing from an org. Uh, I personally have talked about something that's missing from almost every org except, like, one. Okay, what's, what's missing? Uh, a zombies team? True. <clears throat> I think Obey is the only one that has a zombies team, right? Pretty sure. So who knows? Maybe Pretty we can. Sure maybe we can. Maybe we can get something going. I don't know. Well, it's the only well-known yeah. one. So. All, right, all I'm saying is, I'm I'm here if you need my assistance on a zombies team. I'll keep you in on that. Alrighty. Anyone else have anything to say? Any more questions or comments? Do you not or... have a question from the audience? Oh, we do have a question from the audience. My bad, Mr. B. Um, we do have one question from the audience. Mr. B. From Mr. B, my my fave. My teammate. You know, I love Mr. B. Mance always comes in clutch for the questions. Always. Okay, so his question is, what are your hopes for future CODs moving forward to moving toward um, two-year life cycles? Who's going first? You guys can. Tamaga, you go first since you're the guest. Can you repeat the question? Can you repeat the question? Oh yeah, sorry. Um, what are your hopes for future CODs moving forward to year life cycles? Um, a better competitive scene. Better competitive scene. scene. Okay. Thanks, play to come out at the game launch. Um, please give us a better zombies experience mm -hmm. at the launch. Um, and apart from that, probably not much else. Um, I think next year we'll probably be be hanging up the controller. Um, so yeah, I think there's one more year for it with me, and I think I'm I'm hanging up the controller. I think it's that way for a lot of people, personally. I mean, me, yeah, I'm I think stubborn. Modern Warfare so... Two is viewed for the as the last hope. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm old. Was... That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> old. But. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think if they're a two-year cycle where they, you know, release a new game every two years, I think it'll give them more time to work. Uh, to keep the, the rotation they have, just give them more time to work on the game and the new game and just the longer time it takes to develop, the better the game is when it comes out. I mean, yeah, it's going to have its bugs. It's going to have its, well, well, its uh, rough uh, ends, but... Battlefield 2042, question we don't We don't talk about that one. We don't talk about that one. <laughs> that one we don't talk about. <laughs> well, I kind of know. I kind of understand why the game has failed. But... I mean, let's, let's put it this way, right? Competitive is going to die. As soon as Scump hangs up the controller. You think? I I think that I think that he's I don't I'm not going to say it's going to die but I think I think when Scumps, yeah when when Scump retires we'll have like 30 to 40% of the viewership that we used to have. Yeah. I mean and, viewership and then is who do you support out. after that? 
I mean, for me, I'll I'll still support the Optic team, but there will be definitely a big hole in it without Skump because he's been here nearly the whole time. And it's like, it's going to be hard. I mean, I haven't really realized it yet, but it's going to be hard watching them play without Formal because Formal's been there forever. Yeah, but he was gone for a while. So it's not like... Yeah, he went to LG. I mean, he was gone, but it's like the whole time you were still rooting for him and secretly hoping he would come back. And when he came back, it was... Yeah. See what you're saying. I mean, when it comes to like my hopes for a two-year development cycle, if you'd asked me this last week on the podcast, I would have said, um, well, Activision needs to make money. As much money as they already have. They still need to make money somehow. And I don't think that that will happen unless a COD is like uber successful to the point that fans really push for a year or two. Mm-hmm. But now with Microsoft buying them, honestly, like I would not be surprised if Microsoft comes in and makes drastic changes to COD. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way, but in like the best way possible. Like I would not be surprised that if Modern Warfare 2 comes out and Modern Warfare 2 does well, so Microsoft comes in in June 2023 and they're like, Treyarch, um, you can you can hang out for a little bit. We're gonna wait till 2024 for your game, and we're gonna let Modern Warfare 2 have it shine for a bit longer. Uh-huh. I would I not agree. be surprised. I think that'd be a good idea. <clears throat> I don't know. I think it'll either save the game entirely or hopefully it'll uh, save the That's how I feel about the Microsoft buyout. It's it's either going to be like a it's it's either going to be a slippery slope that they're that they're going to have a hard time fixing mm-hmm. or it's just going to completely revive the game like it did with Halo. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to I wait think... and see. I think if next year's game is the way this game currently is, I can definitely see a lot of high-tier professional players. You're talking, you know, Scum, Cluster, you know, Crim6. The people that have been there for a long time probably end up retiring. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised either, honestly. Like, if, like if Vanguard doesn't get... I mean... Obviously, it's very, it's going to be almost impossible to make Vanguard, like, extremely playable in a competitive state, but if Vanguard kind of continues on the slope that it's on, and it doesn't, and things don't get drastically better by, like, Major 3 at the latest, and then Modern Warfare 2 gets revealed and it's basically the same thing as Vanguard, I could see Skump being like, yeah, I don't want to play this again. Yeah. Yeah. Not much else we can really say other than we'll have to wait to see what happens, but. Um, well, it's, a, it's a big waiting game, for sure. Yeah. And everyone was sort of hyped for Vanguard and look at it now. Yep. We'll hit it. It's the same, and, and like, it's also with Scump, like, he said, like, he doesn't want to quit until he gets a second ring. But at he the same time, I feel though. like. Yeah, like, he might have to, like, if, if Optic doesn't do well, or if the game just keeps, you know, frustrating him with the state of the game and stuff, he might just quit. He might just have to. But, I will, I, I mean, even though the game is not in a great state, I can see that Skump has really given it 
everything he's got this year, whether that means that he's thinking about retirement right now and he's wanting to give it one last hard push before he retires, or he's just like, I really want that second ring. I'm going to push through the game's issues to try to get it. Uh, either way, I mean, he's he's been looking like a beast on this game. And he's looking hungry, so we'll see. Yeah. Alrighty, I'm going to call the podcast here just because we've been going at it for over an hour and a half. Um, trying to save the viewers, you know. Um, you know, big thanks to Ritamaga for being our first, like, official, official guest. I mean, we've had a couple people on this, you know. No, I mean, we had Riss, we had Riss in your lap, and then she went to sleep. She literally passed out on my lap. We had Mr. Burner for 15 minutes. Yep. And now we had Tamaga for the entire thing. So, congratulations. You know, we had a really lengthy one today. Um, so I everything... told you it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. So, thank you guys so much for tuning in, uh, whether you're tuning in on Twitch or you're tw- tuning in later on YouTube or another platform once I figure it out. Kind of slacking on that department if I. Thank you again to my co-host Deception. Uh, this has been the Climb Together podcast. Anybody have anything to add? Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, guys. If you guys did enjoy, and make sure you hit that like button and subscribe or follow us on Twitch. Um, you know we got some things going on. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, Wednesday, 12 p.m. EST every week. And yeah, see you guys next time.